0: Thank <laughs> Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cage Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, So Doubt. With me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, Stevie G. What's up, guys? Let's go.
1: And with my other co-host, Anthony, the encyclopedia. And gentlemen, I am the hero. I am a role model and i'm showing your kids how to be loyal all
0: right let's go i don't
1: know where that's from but how are you i have no fucking clue cool bailey <laughs> all right you guys watching lately jeez is it that bad <laughs> i
2: watched it that wasn't something that stuck out to me but all right you referenced it we got you so, took an october fest sir it is man okay, okay. okay. okay.
0: welcome to the season it's the season. Pumpkin spice lattes are out, and I have...
2: Oh, are you I practicing your basic life, bro? And...
0: Yes, I have. Yeah, the mints came out. I was super pumped. I ran right to Dunkin' Donuts, and I got them.
1: I've already gotten through half a pumpkin pie. There you go. Wait,
2: first
0: And spot. M&M's has a it's... pumpkin flavor M&M's, so you, you go there.
2: So my brother just sat there and said, I got through half a pumpkin pie as part of the season and i will top him and say i eat pumpkin pie all fucking year round i get pumpkin pie like every other week from stop and shop i just got one last night i love pumpkin pie
1: and this week's episode of the sports frenzy podcast sold out is not brought to you by pumpkin (laughs) it is a hundred percent brought to you by pumpkins it could be they paid us to say that oh so how much monster money did we get well, me and Freddie got something. We didn't include you in it, so.
0: Here we go. I'm drinking the sponsor money right now.
2: All right.
0: <laughs> but let's jump into it, boys. We've had, um, we did our international intercontinental championship top 10 last week, which was uh, a lot of fun to do. And we've got King of the Ring going on. It'll be culminated, I believe, this weekend at Classic Champions.
1: No. It's been moved to Monday Night Raw for some reason.
2: And there's the encyclopedia finally provides some facts, unlike what his Fred said this past Monday night.
1: Shall we roll that clip? Roll the clip. Roll the clip.
2: Wow. I, mean, no. I don't to you, your you up, bro. It's, it's about blowing, documented facts. People are blowing your head up with all this encyclopedia that, encyclopedia this. Come on. Was that's what i'm gonna say bro you know it tells me all the facts all right give me real facts bro don't tell me what somebody did 20 years ago tell me what somebody did yesterday bro tell me what somebody ate for breakfast yesterday bro tell me what somebody did with their laundry yesterday bro don't tell me the same shit over and over about who kissed who and who's going out with who i don't want to hear that bro
0: i know <laughs> <laughs> there you
2: had it that is a future guest on the sports frenzy podcast calling out the encyclopedia saying he was not able to provide him with facts the other day as we were walking into Monday Night Raw.
1: Which I find fucking hilarious because this same guy does not have the WWE network and pays the cable company 60 bucks to watch it. And says that's because he's a real fan.
2: I mean, he's given to the company, so I kind of understand in one sense why he could feel that way. But, you know, it's some people stay old school. I stay old school with a lot of my shit, but, like, You know, just not like that. You know, I'm into my Rokus and fire sticks and cell phones and tablets and whatever the hell else. But, uh, you know, some people, I guess, stay extremely old school and call pay-per-view. Ask for your parents' permission to dial.
1: Yeah, I definitely know what I'm going to get him for his birthday next year. That's for sure. Well, a really used nice subscription to, to the WWE Network for 9.99. I told him he needed like a Fire Stick or a Roku or, or – uh, and I, I said the Fire Stick would probably be your best bet. He goes, what do I need? I, I said an Amazon account. He goes, I don't have an Amazon account. I was like, I give up.
2: Listen, so there you go. He doesn't have an Amazon account. That's strike one. And strike two, if he decides to further his life and wants to get something like Disney+, Disney+, won't be offered on the Fire Sticks, we have all found out. Um, it's going to be offered on Roku and Apple and all sorts of other devices, but not the Fire Sticks. So steer them the right way. Go Roku.
1: So the war is between Disney and Amazon? That's not, But that's not the hottest war is there? It's going to be the upcoming NXT versus All Elite.
0: The Wednesday Night Wars, as they're calling it.
1: Oh, man. I'm going to watch one, and I'm gonna, maybe I'll
2: record the other. Uh, I'll be watching All Elite. But then again, NXT... Rumor has it they're getting Kevin Owens, so I may go with that. And there's also rumors that now since Eric Bichoff can't do anything with some of his top talent, that they're considering sending Aleister Black to uh, back to NXT, which is more reason to watch. Black's also denied that rumor. You start bringing big names down like that. They're going to have to. You may deny it now, but they may have to do it if you're going to keep up with AEW. I think you have
0: to as well. I think I think it would be beneficial for them to bring big names like that at the beginning to start building up some of the younger guys to
2: compete with AEW. You got some decent names in NXT, don't get me wrong, but AEW has some great names as well. And AEW, it appears, I, I don't know this for sure, but I have a feeling they're going to start doing like some sort of exclusive contract or something because... A lot of the names that used to come to leagues like Northeast Wrestling, you're starting to see not come or make posts. One example, Private Party announced that this Friday's event with Northeast Wrestling will be their last.
1: Hmm. Well, I hope all elites going to pay them like the WWE would then because that's a lot of lost income if they can't work weekends.
0: And isn't Private Party uh, tag team champions? No. Mistaken? No, not private party. Who's...
2: Oh, insanely rude. Insanely,
1: insanely rude.
0: rude.
2: Sorry. My mistake. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still shocked they're tag team champs already as well, but...
1: Freddie, I mean, maybe if you, you'd know if you came to one of the shows with us, you know. I was wow. ba- Where Where is your picture with the great Kenny Omega from AEW? <laughs> Shots if I was available that night, I still wouldn't have bought that photo. And Mr. Rob Van Dam himself.
2: Yeah, that's his guy. That's that's Anthony's guy.
1: <laughs> so you went to one show in the last like decade. Congratulations. Fucking oh, show. Yeah. Damn. Listen,
2: you guys can you guys can bicker all you want. We know who the true Northeast wrestling fan is here, who goes to shows and pays his hard-earned money to go to a bunch of them in one year. I think I'm up to like probably like five or six this year already.
1: Why haven't you bought the season ticket? You're the real MVP, Stevie G.
2: Because I don't go to the Northeast Wrestling Arena. I'm above that arena. I'm a Waterbury, Danbury, Poughkeepsie, um, wherever the hell else type of guy. You're not a Bethany guy, is what you're saying. I am not. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gone to Bethany. No, I haven't. So, but the hood of Waterbury, I've run that bitch.
0: You're like, I'll be in there all day. Shit, son. So, King of the Ring, where are you guys at with it? What's what's Uh, the feel that you guys are taking back from it?
2: Listen, the whole thing the other day with uh, Chad Gable and Shane McMahon. I was going to be extremely pissed if they gave it to Shane McMahon like that. There's some moves that WWE makes that like really make me uh, not want to watch. And you could sit here and say to me that I'm still watching. But you two also know I've gone weeks without watching. And that's why I've been absent on some of these because I've had nothing nice to say. Now, they went about it the right way in a way. I mean, they put Kevin Owens in the position he was in to build the story getting him fired. Hence, it looks like he's going to NXT. Um, but Shane McMahon still lost in the end and Chad Gable moved forward, which is what I was hoping for. Even if it was Elias, I wanted to see Gable move forward because I like the way the story in their building room. Triple threat match, we were there Monday night for that. Um, shit, they, they put on a good show. They put on a good show. I did not see Baron Corbin winning. Um, I thought it was going to go to Joe or Ricochet, so that was a little bit of a surprise. Um, Fun note from the show, something you probably did not see on Raw, Um, sitting in the section below us were the Impractical Jokers, and during this match, um, Q from Impractical Jokers was getting all the fans riled up because all the fans were cheering for Samoa Joe or Ricochet, and he's getting on top of his seat cheering for Baron Corbin and pissing everyone off around him, and it was hilarious. Like, he was a skit from the show. Sal's just sitting there, like, Sal, it was Sal and Q there. Sal's just sitting there with his head down, like, you know, kind of like, what the fuck kind of deal. But, uh, Q's, like, sitting there, riling everyone up, and it, it was hilarious. Like, it was just cool to watch that moment from the crowd. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm okay with where it's at. Uh, I'm hoping Gable does take the whole thing. I'm nervous that they may have Gable go all the way just to lose to Corbin, which would suck. But, Baron Corbin's doing his thing. I can't exactly hate
1: on him. Well, first off, uh, let's let everybody know uh, in secret, because we did not broadcast this necessarily, we've actually been making picks for King of the Ring each round. And what we did was the first round, getting the winners right, was worth two points per correct wrestler selected. Uh, Quarterfinals, four points. Semis were worth eight, and then... The finals are worth 16. Now, we also threw a bonus in there that if somebody you picked from the first round went to the next round and they won again, you doubled your points for that pick. So, for example, if you picked somebody in the first round that made it through quarterfinals and you picked them to win again in the quarterfinals, you doubled it. Instead of four points, you got eight points. So, all that being said, I don't have totals to give you right now, but first round, Freddie killed it with ten points. You picked Joe Ricochet gable andrade and ali steven got eight points as did i steven picked samoa joe ricochet andrade and gable correctly and i picked elias ali gable and andrade correctly in the next round i also picked ricochet andrade corbin and elias he got two of those right and because ricochet was somebody he picked in the first round he doubled his point total so he got 12. steven did the same steven Picked the same three, except he differed. Instead of Elias, he went with Ali. Steven got double points for getting Ricochet right, and Corbin uh, counted as one, so he got 12 points. And then I brought up the rear, Ricochet and Corbin with eight. And then in the semis, the only one who got points was Freddie with a perfect 16, because Steven and I picked losers. And then there was one match. Now, as far as the tournament itself... Definitely trying to surprise us with some of these results. I don't think anybody saw Gable getting beyond the quarterfinals. I know I sure as hell didn't. Uh, so it's been a good run for him. I did not expect that Corbin would make it all the way to the finals, especially because he was off TV for a couple of months. So that part's kind of disappointing. Um, the Samoa Joe ricochet double pin in the quarters, that was different. I will give him that. But making the rules up as you go along, in previous tournaments, if there was a draw like that, both guys were eliminated. So... That was kind of odd, uh, kind of different. I hate when they make the rules up as they go along. Just stick with a set of rules, but it is is what it is. And I want to know what you guys think on this. The Gable-Shane McMahon match, so far Gable's looked strong in his outings. Then he gets this match with Shane, and not that he didn't look strong, but I felt like he was playing like third wheel in this one. It was too much about KO and Shane and took away from the shine. That is what Chad Gable's been doing the last couple of weeks. Do you guys think this hurt him? Do you think he would have looked stronger if he faced someone else or if the Shane-K.O. story wasn't such a vital part of that match?
0: I think so. I think had Shane and K.O. not played such a huge part, uh, Gable going on would have meant more because it kind of it kind of got swept under the rug for me. Um, I just feel like They've been pushing him so hard, and to get him to the finals in a lackluster type of manner, where he's playing second fiddle to them, just, it didn't feel as special as it, as I feel like they've been trying to make it feel. What do you think, Stevie G.?
2: you had a guess that it was going to go here as soon as they said that Elias was going to be out, that they were going to put Shane McMahon in. They even tried to milk it in the beginning and act like it wasn't going to happen, and then, like, you know, a couple minutes later, Shane inserts himself. So you knew it was going to work into a storyline, especially when he threw Kevin Owens in as, uh... as, um... referee. So, therefore, it wasn't really surprising to me. I mean, I it sucks that they went that route, but WWE doesn't always go, like, you know, the routes that people feel they should, or at least... way i think they should so it didn't surprise me honestly it is what it is
1: all right so in the finals we have chad gable and we have baron corbin uh let's let the universe know what we're thinking freddie who do you pick i think i know where you're going with this i'm gonna have to go with baron corbin here
0: i think he's gonna be the one to pull it out they've been kind of pushing him hard having him sit on the throne more than anybody else kind of like play up that um that cocky bad guy, heel-ish, if you may. Um, so I'm going to have to go with Baron Corbin here, winning it all and being King Corbin going forward.
1: All right, I'm personally, I I hate to say it, I agree with you. I think they're going to stay away from it being Chad Gable because I think they're going to have flashbacks of the Billy Gunn, King of the Ring win, or King Mabel, um, which were both, unfortunately, disasters. I think they might give give it a year. I mean, this builds Gable up a little bit. Maybe if this tournament was happening again next year and it built built up over the last year slowly, maybe. But I think they're just they're trying to find a way to keep Corbin on that top level and that main upper mid card main of uh, just right around the main event. So, unfortunately, um, I haven't been happy with most of the picks in this tournament anyway. But I'm gonna have to agree with you and say it's gonna be Baron Corbin as the king of the ring.
2: Listen, I'm not, like I've been saying, I'm not picking the way uh, I'm picking what I want to see. I'm not picking the way that I think WWE will go because I hate the way WWE goes. So I'm sticking with Gable on this one.
0: Nice. <clears throat> and then that's that's the King of the Ring. You know, it'll be next Monday night as Anthony uh, let us know. Uh, what else did you guys think of Monday Night Raw, since you guys were there in attendance for this, the whole Stone Cold MSG vibe that he gave off. Uh, if you guys follow Stevie G and Anthony Encyclopedia, you can see some of their videos from that night, which looked pretty awesome. What were you guys' thoughts
2: on that Monday Night Raw?
1: Forget the video, Stevie G getting names this Monday night.
2: Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can't unleash my secrets, but I did meet a couple of the people, so check them out on Instagram.
1: As far as the show itself, I actually thought this was probably the best Raw of the year. Uh, I read some reviews online, and a lot of people felt the same way. It it just felt like a well-paced show. Everything flowed pretty well. I mean, the Natalia... Lacey Evans' match, all right. I'm not a f- real fan of either one of them. Um, I know Freddie was probably throwing st- shit at the TV when Natalia got the win. Natalia did say, say hello, Freddie. <laughs> there you go, folks. Steven revealed one name from Monday. Okay. And she liked my photo. And Steven looked down her shirt while she was bending over. No, just...
2: no I did not. That's a, <laughs> such a, you're such a classless man. Go on. I wouldn't put it Pat. I know Stevie G i don't know what you guys are talking about you guys are sick
1: i had a good time though i thought i thought it was a really good show i will say if it's the first time you're at a show um my friend joe who you heard earlier um he was not prepared for the fact that nothing really happens while commercials are going on so he kept turning to me and he's like what the hell is this crap why are they just standing there in the ring with music playing and nothing's happening and i was like that's the commercial break joe and he was like this is bullshit (laughs) <laughs> nice so keep that in mind folks you do have to sit through commercial breaks where there's nothing going on that's just the way it is <laughs> so um, so aside from those commercial
2: breaks I mean it is what it is it's live TV Um, a lot of the show a lot of the show is great I mean yeah I would definitely rank it as one of the uh, tops of the year I don't know if it's gonna be that the top, but you know the the year's still young. Um, but I think when Lacey Evans and Natty came out, that's when the crowd started to lose interest. Um, then when you got to the ten man tag, you could definitely tell they lost the entire crowd because that crowd was doing all sorts of things. Um, we had a little Fandango chant going that I'm sure did not make TV. We had. There were some CM Punk chants. There was We Want Beach Ball chants. We had the wave that went around the arena for a good, like, five minutes that WWE was trying to avoid with their cameras. So if you watch that match, you might have caught a glimpse of it, but they were avoiding it. We were watching on the big screen that anytime the camera angle was about to get hit with the wave, they changed the camera angle real quick. Um, some of the wrestlers, including AJ Styles and more Seth Rollins, they knew deep, down that um, they were losing the crowd. Seth Rollins was trying to get the crowd back into the match, trying to amp them up from the apron. It was not working. No one was really paying him any mind, as far as that went, or the majority of the crowd didn't. Um, so yeah, like that was the only thing that stunk. That sometimes, like you know, you just start to lose crowds, and then the crowd picked right back up the second that match is over. And Stone Cold came back out. You know, like Stone Cold was a key element that night for all of us. Um so I did enjoy myself. Um AJ, I'll give you guys some background information after the show. Um ran into Samoa Joe for the second time in the garage I parked in because he pulled in behind me. He actually laid his horn on my on me because I didn't pull into the garage fast enough and then I get out of the car and see it was Samoa Joe. That was kind of fucking awkward. Um so obviously I did not talk shit. Um When I got back to the car, because uh, we did go around looking for wrestlers after, so I was putting stuff in the car, Samoa Joe was leaving, and his entire hand was bandaged up. It was not bandaged up when he got there. I don't know if he got injured, but his hand was entirely wrapped up to the point he drove in there, and he had some guy with him who was driving him out um, with his hand being entirely wrapped, and it was wrapped pretty thick. Um, Also, a fun note, um, in case people don't know, um seth rollins has never been uh friendly to fans in public i could tell you i had a one-on-one interaction with him because where i was seeing the wrestlers all the all the fans that were there there was like maybe 10 to 20 of us none of them had the balls to walk up to seth rollins or becky lynch and they pulled up i walked away from everyone and walked right up to the two of them and i'm talking i was shoulder to shoulder with seth rollins while he was getting his bags out of the car trying to get a photo with becky lynch I didn't even say anything to Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins did not acknowledge me. I did not acknowledge him. And Becky Lynch is now, where she used to be a fan favorite of meeting people, she apparently, since she's been with Seth Rollins, stopped doing all that. And she showed it to me that night. I've never gotten a photo with her because I've never been next to her like that. And I was next to her, and everyone else, like, was way back. I was the only one with the balls to go up to them. And uh, both, uh, like, you know, Seth Rollins didn't say anything to me. And, um... Becky Lynch just, like, ignored me kind of deal. And lastly, I mean, I don't know. You know, basically, I'll tell you, some of these attempts were at the hotel. And when I got my photo with Ricochet, you could see AJ Styles in the background. Um, I kind of, like, let him go because I've gotten photos with him before. But he was limping hard when he got out of that car. So I don't know if during that match he uh, actually got injured or if he was playing it off so people would uh, stay away. But, uh, yeah, those are some... uh, of my side notes there from the show.
0: Nice. So, with that, um, we've had, you know, uh, a week off in between. We did the IC uh, Top 10. Anthony, tell us about the Forza Lucha show, Forza Lucha 7.
1: Well, the good news is we have gone undefeated with our sponsored wrestlers. So our man, or Eric Corvis, who we sponsored for the show, uh, defeated Nicholas K. In what was a, it was an interesting match. It was a double stipulation match where to win you had to get both stipulations. Um, a lot of the show was like comedy based. So this one was um, they agreed on in the ring before the referee rang the bell that it was going to be first fall, and uh, make your opponent scream "uncle." so kind of like i quit uh and the first only for and the first blood fall was eric Corvus with a paper cut i kid you not creativity was definitely there um he eric then came back he got nicholas k to scream uncle and then uh when the referee was knocked out he actually took what looked like a tube of lipstick or chap red chapstick uh and he kind of rubbed it all over Nicholas Case's face and the referee got up and saw the red and rang the bell. So <laughs> controversially Eric Corvis uh, undefeated when sponsored by the Sports Frenzy podcast sold out. Um the show overall itself a lot of it was if you're into like comedy style wrestling that's that's what we got here. Uh there was the number one contender fatal four-way for the forza lucha cup title which is the main title for the forza lucha show uh one of steven's favorites hot dog starks was was involved in the match uh we did at one point have uh stuffed hot dog versus a stuffed goat uh battle going on in the ring uh fencing style uh some of you might have seen that photo on the sports frenzy podcast instagram uh one of the more entertaining guys on the show was a was an indie wrestler by the name of Bill Avery that, um, as Jerry Lawler said, it looked like he had mosquito bites for muscles. Um, very funny, very entertaining guy if you see, if you get a chance to see him. Uh, we also were treated to uh, Impact Wrestling's Falaba and Mario Bacara. They were both on the card. Uh, they got the crowd going. Um, I'm not going to go into a ton of detail after that. Uh, the Forza Lucia Championship was won by Matt. McIntosh, uh, the Bad Apple, who's big on the indie scene down there in New Jersey. But um, it was definitely a fun show. Uh, proceeds went to charity. They did pretty well with the crowd there. Uh, I mean, it was a typical indie crowd. It wasn't like packed to the gills, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I definitely recommend it for anybody down the road, and who knows? Maybe well, this time next year, the Sports Frenzy podcast might be saying they're 2-0 and uh, when they're sponsoring wrestlers.
0: Wheat. How was how the Forza Lucha shirt? I know you got on that package.
1: Yeah, the the shirt was mad cool. Um, I actually I think they still have them available for sale on the Empire Supporters Club website. If you're interested, Uh, it was the kind of the mascot for the Empire Supporters Club. Uh, The logo was like a wolf, and he was like all jacked up uh, wearing the shirt. The other funny thing with Corvus, when he came out, he I was sitting ringside, and he came right up to me, and he screams out, This guy sponsored me! This guy sponsored me! It was really funny, because everyone's like looking like, What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> That's awesome, no. De- though. Definitely a fun show. If you want a nice, light, relaxing wrestling show, like nothing like too crazy, you just want to go have a few laughs, have a good time, it's definitely the show to go to.
0: Nice. Now, we have... The debut of NXT coming next week, uh, Wednesday evening, uh, so do not be surprised if KO shows up on that. Um, AEW's debut is also on the horizon. We are, I believe, two and a half weeks out from their debut. Uh,
1: it's, it's just about three weeks, so two weeks after the NXT debut to the day.
0: Nice. So we are... Just a, a bit far out from that. Um, what do you guys think of that? I know it's we still got some time as it gets closer, but um, they're starting to ramp up the social media stuff. They're starting to ramp up the commercials on TNT. You're starting to see those pop up all over the place now. Um, I may have seen one on, on Sunday during one of the football events.
1: Buddy, that was Fox. That was SmackDown.
0: Uh, uh, no, I know there was a SmackDown one. <laughs> I might have been scrolling through videos on Instagram.
1: Ah, okay.
0: It, it may have popped up through there, but um, the AEW World Title is back in safe hands, as we spoke on the top ten last week.
1: Did you hear what the retail is on that belt? Twenty-eight thousand, I believe it is. Yeah, twenty-eight or twenty-nine k. That's that's insane. It's insane, nuts. I doubt very seriously any WWE titles cost that much.
0: Yeah, but what what are you gonna do? These champions are gonna want one. You think they're really gonna pay twenty eight twenty eight k? They're just gonna get a replica, hang it up in their house.
1: Well, back in the old days, the NWA champion had to pay like a deposit on the belt, and they would get it back once they lost the belt and returned it. Um, I I know Ric Flair has brought that up several times, which was part. I think that was part of the reason why he showed up on the WWF with the big gold belt. Um, because they didn't give him the deposit money back uh, I don't I doubt that they would do that necessarily here um the fact that the somebody pointed out was why does aew only have one belt then and why is the rustler carrying it around if there is only one um, would it be better to stay with the company
0: yeah it would i feel like it would be safer at this point
1: you would think I mean who knows if if it hadn't been left in the limo or stole and stolen then there might have been longhorn steak sauce all over the damn thing it's true
0: now speaking of rick flair what is your guys take on the nature boy creating a giant ruckus on his the man moniker and trying to get that trademark and fighting with WWE in that case and causing charlotte to get backstage heat and now they say that there's heat between her and rick
1: Personally, if he didn't owe alimony to so many women, uh, so many of his ex-wives, this wouldn't even be a problem. I heard the real issue is that he owes about 250k in alimony payments. I, I don't know how true that is. I, that's probably bullshit, but that's one of the stories I read. Supposedly the trademark is that he trademarked to be the man, you have to beat the man. That doesn't necessarily mean he trademarked the man. I think it's just BS. I think he's just, just trying to get some attention, get his due. He's saying that the WWE still loves him. They're just showing him a lack of respect, and that's all it is, and that's why he's going to go after them. I, I, I really don't see how he has much of a case. Um, I mean, I'm not a lawyer here. I'm just That's my opinion.
0: It feels like a money grab. I agree with you. Um, it feels like Taco Tuesday all over again. We just had that with LeBron this week where he filed a trademark for Taco Tuesday and that blew up in his face. So I feel like this is going to blow up in Ric Flair's face.
1: What's with the trademarks? Wasn't it Tom Brady that was trying to terrific Tom was the trademark and it turned out that it was like actually accredited to Tom Seaver so they wouldn't give it to him?
0: Yeah. Basically. What are your thoughts on this, Stevie G? You think rick has got a case or he's just full of shit?
2: Rick doesn't have a case. He's full of shit. Just like he's full of shit how he signed with Adidas and is going to be so amazing with Adidas they're going to take Nike out. Like, no, you're not, you jackass. You will not take Nike out with Ric Flair. Like, Adidas does not stand a shot at that. He was quoted saying that last week, too. So I just think the guy's old, senile, and talking out his ass. And, no, I don't think he deserves the rights. I mean, why would you... I mean, you're pretty much a fucking scumbag if... You sit there and you support Becky Lynch, and I have nothing against Becky Lynch, and I love what the women's revolution is, and blah blah blah. blah. And you let them do this, I uh the man character, and you wait till it's like crazy successful, be like, you know what, I think I want rights to that. Go fuck yourself, old man. You know what? He's just
0: he's getting all that residual Cumberland Farms money right now. Yo, right? But he doesn't know what to do with it. Yo, so, get your
2: Slurpees. He gets like 10 cents of each
0: one. Get your Slurpees. Get your coffees. Take a picture with the uh, Ric Flair cardboard cutout at your local Cumberland Farms. Wait, guest. do they have them in there? They do. They
1: do.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Perfect. When I think Cumberland Farms, I think that's where you go to get your milk real quick. So, got milk? <laughs> or gas. Whichever, whichever you prefer. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
0: But let's jump into this, man. We've got Classic Champions this weekend. Encyclopedia, um, jump jump off. Take a, take us in. Take it away.
1: All right, so it's pick time, boys. Uh, we already know Freddy's the reigning defending champion of the, pretty much the whole world. He's like Sid Vicious, blah, 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 blah.
2: It sounds like there's some hate in that voice. but
0: It does sound like there's some hate. I would prefer that my advocate. Do this for me, the
2: reigning, defending, undisputed champion of the world. All right, the thing that sucks is the advocate was yourself. That was awkward. I know. <laughs> you you weren't jumping on there, so I I, I figured I'd do it myself. Sorry, I'm, I'm swiping left and right right now. <laughs>
1: I did advocate for you in the past, but after my pathetic showing with the King of the Ring, I'm probably too far behind to catch either one of you. That being said, we we will acknowledge that Steven is co-pay-per-view champion with you. All right, so let's get to the picks. Let's get to it. And instead of getting the King of the Ring final, we are going to get a triple threat match for the Cruiserweight Championship between champion Drew Gulak, Umberto Carrillo, and Lince Dorado. Korea was just on NXT like a few months ago when he was doing jobber status, so I don't know how he ended up being a contender for the Cruiserweight Championship, but none of us here watch 205 Live Uh, unless you guys are doing something and not telling me about it. I don't know why this is on the card except that it's of Champions, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm just going to say Gulak.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Gulak because no one else is really watching 205 Live, so that's coming to an end, and they're probably going to NXT, I believe. So, I'm going to go with
2: Gulak there. Stevie G? I'm going to go with Gulak because I don't know what the hell 205 Live even is. I just know (laughs) that name, so we'll just go with that, I guess. I love it. I love it. The next
0: matchup, we have a no disqualifications match between Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan.
2: Roman Reigns all the way. I mean, let's. there's no way Eric Rowan's walking out with that win.
1: It, it would be typical WWE to push a guy as if you're going to give him a shot and then have him lose to like a Roman Reigns or back in the day of John Cena. I'm going to agree with Steven on this. I don't understand why Rowan's stock is so high. I feel like there were another member of the former Wyatt Family Brothers group. Uh, his name was Luke Harper. That was way better than Rowan. I don't know why Vince... uh, Maybe Rowan's the real legitimate love child of Vince McMahon. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to agree with Steven and say it's Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with with Roman here. As much as I'd like to see WWE go the opposite way and maybe continue to push Rowan. uh, You like Rowan? No, I I feel like... The hell just strings over
1: Wow, he's backpedaling. He's backpedaling. Go ahead, Freddie.
0: Now they've been pushing him, so keep the push going. You know, like make him a make him a credible heel, not have him lose the first chance he gets. But I'm gonna go with Roman here.
1: If they wanted to push him as a top heel, they should have not have thrown him into a match with a main event level superstar. It's true. I mean, if he at least if he was. Facing Daniel Bryan first and then maybe leading up to Roman, then at least you could see him beating Daniel Bryan. I mean, God, Daniel Bryan lost to Buddy Murphy uh, three weeks ago. I think his name was Buddy Murphy. Right? I haven't seen him. Is, was that his name? Was his name Buddy Murphy?
0: I think so. Isn't he with Alexa Bliss?
1: One of them? Something like that. No, that was a, that was over a long time ago, my friend. Oh. Alexa Bliss is staring at Stevie as he's nailing the lady. I was going to say, she's with Stevie G now. Hmm.
2: Yes. <laughs> The greatest 60 seconds of her life. <laughs> you definitely swipe right on that one. Oh, numerous times.
0: All right, next matchup we have the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins and Ron Strowman versus the Minnesota Bruce Cruz. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's That was Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude. Uh, we have Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Two very bad imitations. But with that said, I'm going with Roode and Ziggler. I'm seconding that.
1: And across the board, we're in agreement. I think they I think they have to win the belts, and that helps with the tension for the Rollins-Strowman match we're going to see later on in the cards. So, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. What is it going to do? to have stroman and seth win it's not going to do any good there's no reason for it i mean maybe maybe you do a dq thing maybe they're about to win you know kind of like when bulldog and owen were facing furnace and lafon and in your house final four and i went out of nowhere as the bulldog had one of the guys up for a power slam he just hit him with a slammy and got him disqualified maybe they do something stupid like that but i just don't see it i think the belts are changing hands
0: yeah i i agree with you here now wh- what do we got next encyclopedia
1: Well, apparently there's a SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Although, wouldn't know it because we haven't seen any of the participants in the last couple weeks. So, The New Day, uh, consisting of Big E and Xavier Woods, will be defending the title against The Revival. Now, I personally, I think The New Day's run as tag team champions. I, I, I was surprised that they put the belts on them yet again. I don't see why they still have the belts. I think the Revival are a better, more established tag team at this point. And while while the smart money would probably be to pick the New Day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal a page from Stevie G's book. I'm going to pick who I want to win, and I'm going to say the Revival on Sunday.
0: I'm going to have to go with the Revival as well. Uh, you guys know I'm a big Revival fan. I think, uh, not to give away my pick from later, but uh, I got a feeling all the belts are going to wind up in one spot. So I'm going to go with the
2: Revival here. Mm-hmm. Um, a fun story Before Madison Square Garden The revival was coming in And I asked them for a photo as they were walking by And Scott Dawson walks within like a foot of me and then he goes, huh, got you. I'm not taking a picture with you, you suck, and kept walking. <laughs> and so, even like I love it. Even like I the NYPD officer, the was, officer like, was like, Wow, the, the, angle, the going, angle going going <laughs> Like, Yeah, I kinda wanna spin But uh, to yeah, I'm go to yeah, I'm gonna go revival to too. New days kinda
0: like this. Go blah, blah, blah. Man, that is a hilarious story. Very <laughs> well played by the,
1: by the revival. So that's followed up by a match that was actually just announced in the last couple of days and pretty much set up during the Monday Night Raw episode this past week. The United States Championship will be on the line as AJ Styles once again gives a title shot to another up and comer. This time it is Cedric Alexander. So Stevie G, I know we've we've been seeing Cedric Alexander going back as far as Northeast Wrestling almost 10 years ago. Are you getting on this Cedric train or do you think it's gonna stay with? The phenomenal one. It's going to stay with Styles.
2: I'm
1: going to agree with you on that. Freddie? Yeah, I'm going to go
0: across the board with you guys.
1: AJ Styles here. And then uh, f- for the Intercontinental Championship, we have the defending champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, debatable whether Sami Zayn will be in his corner or not. Um, he is supposedly his official spokesperson, but we don't know if Sami's going to recover from that beatdown he got from The Undertaker the other night. And Defending against The Miz, who, if The Miz wins, will be tying the record for most Intercontinental Championship title reigns, which would be at 9. The Miz is currently at 8, and currently the reigning, defending All Elite Wrestling champion Chris Jericho holds the record at 9. Now, I personally, because WWE seems to like to have records broken when it suits them and it's not somebody that's under contract to them anymore, while I want to say Sh- Shinsuke is going to retain on Sunday, I think the WWE is just shallow enough that they're going to try to get that record away from Chris Jericho or at least get it tied. Um, I don't think Chris Jericho gets the same respect like a Ric Flair got, gets, uh, with Cena tying his record. So, unfortunately, I know, Steven, you're a Miz fan. I have nothing against the Miz. I like Shinsuke a little bit more, but I'm going to say, yeah, the Miz is going to tie the title reign record on Sunday.
0: I'm going to go with Miz here. I think uh, he's just got more charisma than Shinsuke. I, I think the Shinsuke train has come and gone, so
2: I'm going to go with him. He's to speak English, too. It, it kills him. It kills him big time. Correct. Correct. Um, I'm going with Miz, obviously, too, so no mystery there.
0: Nice. We are across the board so far, all the way through our picks.
1: And from there, we have our last Tag Team Championship of the night. It's going to be the team of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, uh, defending against Fire and Desire, the team of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Um Alexa's going to come out of Steven's man cave just long enough to defend the belts. And Steve, since you are the one that has a special relationship with Alexa and her cardboard cutout, we're going to go with you.
2: Oh, my gosh. Um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are going to win this one.
0: Well, it, it's good to see Alexa off the chains from Steven's Richmond. So, I've
1: heard time to time. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the likes of Bliss and Nikki Cross as well. Yeah, uh, I think I'm in agreement in there. It's not a case where I don't think Mandy and Sonya wouldn't be champions one day. I just don't see why they would put the belts on Bliss and Cross this and take it off them this quickly. So I'm gonna, I'm in agreement with you. Um, also, I'm sorry I get Mandy thinks that she's this great healer or anything. Sonya's skills in the ring are definitely uh, m- pretty impressive. I th- personally think. But I, I'm i sorry, I think Mandy sucks. I think Mandy today reminds me of Trish Stratus when she first debuted. And Trish eventually snapped out of it. I'm sure Mandy will, but right now, it's not the time.
0: Nice. Now, next up, we have the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship with your champion, Bayley, versus Charlotte Flair. I'm going to go with Bayley here. Um, I think that Rick Flair stuff is going to cost Charlotte for a little bit until it kind of gets resolved so I'm going to go with Bailey.
1: alright I guess I'm going next um, so I think it's going to stay with Bailey as well and it's more because I th- think that Becky Lynch is going to be coming over to Smackdown soon and I think they're going to have that feud so I don't see Charlotte getting the belt at this point and I don't think it has anything to do with what's going on with Ric Flair I just personally think that because Becky's going to end up on SmackDown, in my opinion, I think that's they're going to keep the belt on Bailey, and then Bailey will eventually drop it to Becky because for some reason they think Becky can go in the ring. I'm going with uh, Bailey on it, and then that leads into the next women's championship match, um, which I think I pretty much gave away my pick: uh, the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defending against Sasha Banks. I think the legit boss is getting the belt on Sunday. Um, I think she's come back uh, red hot. Uh, the time off definitely did her well she's playing that nasty heel uh, not quite at the level she did as NXT but she's getting pretty damn close now we just gotta make sure she learns how to swing a chair safely but other than that I think it's Sasha's time and I think this is gonna be the first title reign that Sasha has where she'll actually get through a title defense uh, the legit boss on Sunday your raw women's champion you kind of swayed me with
0: your explanation there I was on the fence about this one, but uh, I'm going to go with Sasha Banks here as well.
1: Damn it. I should have had you pick first.
0: (laughs) Stevie G, who you got? Becky Lynch. Okay. Next up, we have WWE Championship match. Champion Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Now, I kind of gave this one away before when I was picking the Revival, but I think the Revival and Randy Orton are going to walk out with the straps and the FTRKO, FTRKO, I believe is what they're calling themselves now, are going to walk out
2: champs this weekend. I'm going to disagree. The belt's staying on Kofi Kingston for now.
1: This is a tough one because I could see them putting the belt on Orton and set up for the rematch in Hell in a Cell, which I think is barely three weeks after this pay-per-view. But at the same time, the SmackDown promotional material has come out. Uh, there's been photos that have leaked and Kofi I believe was photographed with the belt that doesn't mean anything because you know cards subject to change and it could be done to throw everyone off um, but because the Smackdown debut is literally two nights before Hell in a Cell I this is a tough one I could I could honestly see them keeping it on Kofi uh, just because of the promo material but I'm going to go with the storyline where it makes more sense because I think they ultimately have to get that Kofi Orton blow-off in the Hell in a Cell with all the history they've had. I'm going to say Orton wins the belt.
0: Nice. And now the main event of the evening, Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship
2: match. Stevie G's kick us off here. I don't even know where the hell to go with this one, because no matter what, I don't want to see either one of these guys go against the Fiend, because I have a feeling that WWE would be stupid enough to put these guys over The Fiend when The Fiends has had one match, and the winner of this match goes against them at Hell in a Cell, in a Hell in a Cell, and... Oh, my God.
1: They announced that as a Hell in a Cell match? I didn't know
2: that. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Um, Whether it is or it isn't, it's going to end up being. So, let's be honest. You're not going to put The Fiend in a non-Hell in a Cell match, in Hell in a Cell um fuck. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins. Why why have him win the belt, then lose it to Lesnar a month later, to win it back and then fucking lose it again so quickly. I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins.
1: Yeah, I personally I think Braun Strowman's kind of in that Samoa Joe category. He gets built up nicely to a title shot, and then they don't pull the trigger. I, while I would be okay with Braun getting a little bit of a title reign now, I I got to agree with Steven. Uh, why would they have Seth get through Brock Lesnar, and then a guy that Brock defeated several times ends up getting the job done? I just don't see it. Um, I think Seth... Retains and then my prediction I'm giving it right now is that Seth is not walking out of Hell in a Cell with that title. I think it. I I don't think WWE is going to screw it up this time. I think it has to be the Fiend. So I've already given my first pick for the next event as well.
0: Nice. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins as well. I got a feeling uh, Bray Wyatt will play play a role in the outcome of this match,
1: Um, and Seth Rollins will walk out as Universal Champion. So, let me throw this out here. Do you guys think it's possible that there's no winner on Sunday, and do the Fiend, and that we might end up seeing a triple threat match? And then up the ante, would you want to see that triple threat match at Hell in a Cell, in the Cell?
2: I say yes to all. Any fucking match I'm going to want to see in a cell.
1: Yeah. True. True. I would definitely enjoy it. I think the Raw Women's Championship might be in Hell in a Cell as well. I think I think you're going to see a Becky-Sasha rematch at Hell in a Cell. Because the draft for Raw and SmackDown that's rumored is supposed to happen after that. So they could still get that match in one last time. I don't think anyone wants to see Bayley and Charlotte in Hell in a Cell, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not. But with that being said, I believe that is our episode for the evening. We thank you guys for listening. www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com for all your needs, regarding the podcast shoot us an email let us know what you guys think it comes to us we'll we'll put it out on the episode whatever you guys want um you guys know the handles for the boys if not it'll be tagging this post and we will catch you guys next week peace